Hello everyone, uh, welcome back to episode 9 of season 2 of Jack Out of the Box um, As you probably heard last time, a fortnight ago um, We talked, we, Dodie and I chatted about um, accommodation situations for myself um, after graduating uni um, So yeah, this week to continue on with the theme of um, me graduating from university um, And moving on into the big scary real world um yeah we're gonna take a look at how um i've gone about getting a job uh and how what that process has looked like while i've been completing that grueling task of um hunting for jobs so that i have something to do um post graduation because i i know i definitely would enjoy playing video games all the time for a little bit (laughs) um that unfortunately is not a career prospect for me at the moment. Um, yeah, nice. Hey guys, uh, appreciate you guys catching up and listening. Hope you're enjoying the series, and thanks for all the feedback coming through. Remember, keep sharing, keep telling your friends. Uh, focusing back in on getting a job, I know it's it's the it's always the the daunting task for anyone, whether you're starting your career, whether you're mid-career and looking for a move, whether you're um, looking for that little more spark and more challenge. But um, it's a case of how do you start, what information do you need to gather, and having to be able to sell yourself at interviews. I know I've always found that as a daunting task. It's like you've got to really speak about yourself, but it's like being up yourself sort of thing. <laughs> So it would be keen to like delve into. I I've very much been um, one career my whole whole life up to this point, but Jack's had a few different bits of experience, and um, we'll delve into. I guess what's his, what's your past work experience been like, Jack? Uh yeah. So I think obviously looking back on it, um, sort of the first thing I started was obviously Jack Fix It and um, repairing phones. Uh, well, mainly iPhones and iPads, um, but the odd android um but yeah so that probably i mean that was a pretty easy choice to start doing that when i was um so interested in technology and obviously more the hardware side of yeah i was keen to take things apart and see how it works and be able to put it back together then you built that up into a successful company where you rose through the ranks of technician into ceo you know and, oh, um, I was always the CEO. Always the CEO. Was doing it a bit better by the end of it. Um, and then you sold it off to a multi-million dollar company for big money and um, because I'm you had to strive to your goals <laughs> now of CEO of Google. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I didn't get the big bucks for Jack <laughs> Fix It. Um, but no, it was a great experience and to do that while I was still at school, I'm um, certainly was good to make a bit of money while I was there um, and... And a cool thing to learn about not only fixing it but what it requires to run a business as well because you ran through all the proper ABNs and, and all the, the parts that a business has to operate with, your profit loss and your um, spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. I looked at it as a legit thing and I wasn't going to cut corners in order to do it easily. Um, yeah, so everything was sort of taken care of and it was all real. Um, and I... Definitely, well, reasonably enjoyed the business admin part of it, um, but obviously the actual work was what I was really interested in. 
And then through that, through school, you also did the um, vet IT qualification, which required you to do some work experience, and that led you to some interesting paths. Yeah, so that, for those um, two weeks I had to do over the um, two years of senior high school, um, I worked at this place, Appy Works, uh, in Bathurst, who's this yeah regional local app development company small startup sort of thing wasn't it yeah um and they were working on a few different things um mainly everywhere venues which was a or which is kind of like airbnb but for um like local um businesses that have facilities for people to rent so be that the local hall or a park or a room in a business that they have um, space to rent it out for um, functions outside of the business. Um, and they kind of, they did it to make it so that every business on there could, um, <coughs> oh, pardon me, um, get evaluated on what their accessibility levels were and then, so you were able to bring your unique skill set of being in a wheelchair to their company and yeah. give them advice in that area of accessibility and requirements in that space. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we're and then based on that, people would search on their website for the accessibility levels that they actually need, which I think was really cool. Um, and very I've much ahead of its time too, because it's starting to become a common thing now. And when you look around, um those avenues are being talked about, but not four or five years ago to the degree it is now. Yeah, exactly. So that sort of probably didn't spark my interest in the IT industry, but definitely um, allowed it to grow a bit. Um, and seeing what the actual IT field looks like in a workplace was pretty exciting. And you saw an industry where you felt you could contribute and be successful as well. Yeah, exactly. Which led you to your uni course. And I guess... After that, things sort of took a break. You, you had a lot of transition moving into university, a lot of ch life changes that um, Jack Fixit sort of took a break, uh, looking for jobs sort of took a break while you focused on your uni studies and now coming to the end of your university degree, one semester left, that, that drive and that hunger has now come back to you um, for next year. And like, what's, what's that um, start of that journey looking like for job hunting? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it started at the start of this year when I realised that, yeah, graduation is only around the corner um, and I want to have something to look forward to in the next year other than just graduating, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of like, this is better time than any to start looking for jobs. Um, and I didn't... I didn't want to get to now and be really struggling um, to find something that I'm interested in and, uh, yeah, I have the right qualifications for. And initially you sort of dabbled in job hunting and things like that, putting a few resumes out, putting a few feelers out. Yeah, uh, it was just, I, was, I was very fussy with that and I was, yeah, just kept my eyes out on stuff that I was really interested in. Um so, so yeah, I applied to the IT um, department at the uni quite a number of times. Um, then Pulse, which is like the 
the student life um, board of the uni um, or with little success. Um, but it was definitely, um, yeah, I think that was an experience and it, everyone gets knocked back for jobs. So Building that resilience up, isn't it? That's yeah, I a, think a really so. Like it's to deal with, but um, was it when you're looking for jobs though, are you... Are you looking at ads based on your skill set and what you'll enjoy or does it really wear on you that you have to consider your disability requirements and your worry that people aren't going to want you because of your disability? Well, I mean, yeah, that's always going to be something that is in the back of my mind. Um, But, no, I do feel that my skill set is very much what I am actually physically capable of doing. Um, So... Basically, most IT work is going to be that I'm going to be doing is going to be in front of a keyboard at a computer, um, and that's sort of obviously I'm still able to do that. Um, so yeah, I I don't think it's really something I take into account, but it obviously is there because I'm not going to apply for something that is like hard physical labour, and I'm just not. Don't have those kids. So it goes so hand in hand, sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And and I know you mentioned before you you initially you haven't been very successful in in some of those applications this year, but how did you handle say the rejection that comes with it? But also the key things. What did you do to improve upon your interview from next to next? And what feedback did did you take on? Um, yeah, I think I'm a fairly resilient person, so getting knocked back never really bothered me. I mean, it, the initial disappointment of not getting the job is a bit... I mean, everyone's going to be a little bit disheartened for a little while. Um, but, yeah, I think I knew that the job hunt's tough and it's not... You don't just get everything you apply for. Um, and and it wasn't a case of one and done. You you realised, okay, now I've got to go to the next one. Yeah, exactly. It's one. just... It's a... It's a race and you've just got to get there first and do the best. Um, so, yeah, I think probably, yeah, it was never sort of a problem of, oh, I didn't get it, I'm going to stop applying. It was more like, oh, well, on to the next one sort of thing. Um, and then I started with a careers coach um, fairly recently uh, and they've helped me develop a pretty top-notch resume, so... That wasn't really something I needed to work on um, to improve. Um, But going through the process of applying for jobs, getting the interview, attending the interview, um, that's probably where I improved the most just by that experience of participating in a job interview um, and learning the ropes of how to talk about yourself and talk yourself up in a job interview to make yourself sound like the best candidate. So that was very much um, a well-worthed experience connecting. Yeah, with. I think so. So was so. that through the uni or th- an independent provider? How, how did you go about finding these um, career coaches? Uh, yeah, so at the start of the year, um, I sort of, when I realised that I really need to get my um, stuff in order to get a job for next year, I contacted the careers team um, at the uni and it's... I'd heard good things from it and was like, well, I may as well try. Um, and one of the guys that works over there, I'd met a couple of times and he'd worked in 
the industry um, of job seeking and mainly for people with disabilities. So I was like, well, if there's anyone better to talk to about this, he'll know. Um, yeah, so I flicked him an email and was like, I'm thinking about this. I'm getting towards the end of my degree and I'm pretty keen to try and have something lined up by the end of the year. Um, do you have any suggestions on where I can go and what I can do to better my position? Um, and he, yeah, introduced me to a bunch of different services um, that he yeah, recommended through his uni job, but also prior to that um, and encouraged me to uh, register with a few of them. And I kind of just, there was one that stuck out for me and that was uh, called GradWise. It's a program run by Wise Employment and they specialise in supporting university graduates with disabilities finding jobs, um, which sort of struck me as exactly what I needed at that moment. Um, Perfect so connection, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I've registered with them and um, have ended up with a really great career coach through there. Um, we sort of having fortnightly meetings just to catch up on where I'm at. Um, mainly she's been helping me with applying for graduate programs um, that sort of are exactly what I want um, in the IT industry um, where they're looking for IT graduates. Um, yeah, and I'm really grateful to have been linked up with uh, GradWise and I think um, what I've, yeah, I've experienced what I think it's like and I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll lead me to success. And then they support you on um, the specific accommodations that you need and how do you go about addressing these in your applications and interviews and, and easing, I guess, the, the uh, potential employer around your, your situation and, and your needs? Yeah, so I think in... In my experience, applying for these grad programs anyway, in all the application um, sort of portals, they have a spot that you can add your uh, disabilities and what adjustments and accommodations you need. Um, so, yeah, I've always filled those in and said, look, I've, I've got Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I'm confined to a wheelchair. My um, limb function isn't – is always decreasing, so for – um, any sort of physical stuff or just being at work, I guess I'm going to have a support worker. Um, there obviously needs to be a big enough office space that I can get my wheelchair around. And then sort of the most important one is that the desk is of a comfortable height for me to be at all day potentially. Um, and I, I don't really feel... Um, I don't feel like it's a hard thing for me to talk about and I, th I think probably this podcast has taught me that a lot, that, yeah, it's just, it's my life. And if I'm not going to be comfortable talking about it, then that makes everything a lot more difficult because it's not like, it's not like it's hard to notice that I'm disabled. So people are straight away going to be like, oh, I wonder what's, what's happening there um so i've just become really comfortable with talking about it and 
mentioning it as early on as possible because I think it's really important that um, potential employers know that um, this is what's going on with me, but that's not going to stop me being an excellent employee. Um, and like with anything, in, in any job hunt, you've got to really put yourself out there and make it known what your strengths and skills are and then also make the employer feel at ease that they want you, that they can fit with you and that you're willing to work. Yeah, I I feel like that's... Well, I haven't worked as a as an employer at anywhere, so I don't really know, but I feel like, yeah, having that vulnerability to and confidence to be able to talk about something so, um, I guess... Uh, I don't really know what word I'm looking for here, um, but something that's just fairly personal and a bit um, daunting to talk about, especially um, physical disabilities that have obviously stopped me doing stuff through my life. Um, it's sometimes can be a bit of a hard pill to swallow, but I guess that's life and shit happens. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. If I'm going to get hung up on that, then what fun am I going to be able to have? So true. Um, yeah, and, and then the exciting news is in the interim of you searching for your full career, there's a there's something coming in the uh, as well. Yeah, so I've recently secured a um, some part time work at in the IT team at Real Life Assistance and NDIS provider um, in the Illawarra that have about four hundred participants that they work with. Um, to yeah, get them support their needs and get them job ready and even provide them with some work, which is pretty awesome. Um, so one of my dad's cousins works there, and she mentioned that there was they were looking for someone to do a few hours a week. Um, and she yeah was like, the team's awesome. I think you'd enjoy it a lot. Um, and yeah, you should apply. So. And it's also quite interesting because it's supporting people with um, needs as well. And yeah. and you've already got that edge on other people because <laughs> you know where they might be coming from and you can empathise with them and, and provide that next layer of support. Yeah, well, look, it's always been something I've wanted to do is to be part of some IT uh, crew that yeah supports people from similar backgrounds as myself. Um, and I think this is a great start for that um, and a really good start in the IT industry. So Very exciting. And yeah. it's, it's always keeping that open, positive mindset that when, it, when it's coming, it's coming and it'll happen. you just got to put yourself out there. Yeah, so that's I've got the role. I haven't quite started yet, um, but I'm sure that'll be in the next few weeks and you guys will definitely hear about that when I've started. Awesome. Um, yeah, so thank you all for listening. That's sort of what my career prospects look like in the next 12 months. Um, I'm excited to get started. I'm a bit, a little bit scared because I'm not going to have the comfort of doing what I know um, for the last three years anyway. What's that, 24-hour gaming <laughs> instead of uni work? I don't think that's what happens, <laughs> but sometimes. Um yeah, so as always, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, fist bump, hug, high five, and tune into every episode here at Jack Out of the Box podcast. 
Peace out, guys. Bye.